Devils come into Madison Square Garden and beat the Rangers by a final score of 5-3. to three. And it's same old, same old for the Rangers. They blow another multi-goal lead, this time in the first, though. So actually, you know, at least they didn't wait until the third this time. They blew it immediately. After a 2-0 lead, you're thinking, all right, like maybe they'll finally turn this around. They don't. And the Devils have now won 10 straight road games. It's crazy that the Devils are better than the Rangers. Like, flat out. And the Devils are 19-4, and and they deserve it. And the Rangers are 10-9-4, and and they deserve that. And, you know, Igor Shosturkin, while he, in terms of players that I think are part of the solution, I think Shosturkin is a part of that. With that being said, you know, Igor definitely has not been great. He really hasn't been. And it's too bad because there's been stretches where he's been good. And it's really the team is the biggest problem, but Igor isn't able to bail them out. And, you know, there's been some goals that I think that he would want to have back as well. So he's part of the losing. Let's just put it that way. Although his overall record is still very good. And again, I think if we're talking about players who, like, let's say it was a situation where you want to, you know, think about, okay, who do I want to keep on this team? And you have to make tough decisions. Igor is, is certainly someone that you want as your goaltender, but he hasn't been very good. And that probably hasn't been spoken about enough, but, you know, here we are. And... Gallant did some line juggling, and with, I guess, moderate success. And the main change was that Panarin uh, was on a, a line with Heedle, which we don't really see too often. They've been teammates, you know, ever since Panarin became a Ranger. Uh, and, and it's not really a combination we've seen. Panarin used to play with Ryan Strom most of the time. This year, Trocek, sometimes Zibanejad. But glad to see that Heedle gets an opportunity to play with Panarin. I thought, look, Philip Heedle, if you talk about Rangers... So far this season, like, I like Heedle's game in a season where I don't like many of the players and what they brought to the table. So to see Heedle get 17.50 in ice time is nice. Again, the fourth line barely plays. Now, they were on for a goal against, to be fair, but they barely played. I mean, Galant's rolling three lines. And it just is so much ice time because of all the power play time to those top guys. And I just wish that things were distributed a little bit more evenly. You know, Jimmy Vesey playing on the first line to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think we need to kind of cut that at this point. And, you know, Jacob Truba continues to be bad. Continues to be bad. And for him to have been named captain, I'll, I'll say it a million times until I'm blue in the face. It doesn't, it didn't make sense. Didn't make sense. This guy basically single-handedly blew game three in that Lightning series. He he may have cost you a trip to the Stanley Cup final. And I know that, like, it's far beyond that. I know that he's well-respected in the locker room. Just leave it as leave it as alternates. They didn't need a captain. That That's fan service. They, they did not need a captain. That, that was not something that needed to be expedited. I was perfectly fine with going with a committee. But this is what they did, and... This is your captain, and I uh, I would love – it'll never happen, but I'd love for them to strip the C away from him. I, I would just love that, but it'll never happen, uh, certainly not this season. And, you know, it's it's not the reason why they're doing poorly, but when, just when you see – it just makes you sick when you see uh, you know, the, the C on his chest. It's just awful. And, you know, Gerard Gallant's really not – endearing himself to the fan base. I mean, he was really well-loved last season. I think towards the end, I think, when you think about the playoffs and 
you know, that last game where he, where he scratches Kako and he plays dry non. I mean, I think by the end there, I think Ranger fans were pretty fed up with Gallant. Maybe fed up's not the right word, but look, the more this goes on, the more, like, I really do think that, you know, Gerard Gallant's job is not all that safe. And I know last episode I had said that, you know, it's not hot, but it's warm, but they really got to turn this around. And it's not that it's his fault. I, I just want to, I'm, want to keep on reiterating that it's not Gallant's fault, but he's not helping. He just isn't. And they, they need, so they need a new voice. It's crazy how that can happen so quickly where last year, like he was just pushing all the right buttons. And now this year it's the exact opposite. This team is finding ways to lose regularly. They last year, they found ways to win. Now they're finding ways to lose. That's just what it is. And you can still, there's still enough time where you can fix this thing. There's still plenty of time to fix it. But that change needs to happen quickly. I don't know what it is. I have some other thoughts that, again, topics for another day. And leading into that conversation is actually Artemi Panarin. So Panarin breaks a 12-game goal, a 12-game goal is streak. And Panarin, it's a sixth goal of the season, assisted by Hila Miller, 120 in. Now, for me, Artemi Panarin, if there was a way that you could trade him in a hockey deal, in other words... You're getting someone else back that's good. Maybe not quite as talented and puts up the points, but a different style play than Panarin. I think that should be explored. That, that That's where, but again, like that's so much easier said than done. Uh, he's paid a lot of money. Like it's not just an easy thing to do. Teams would be interested in Panarin, of course, but that's kind of a out of the box. Well, not out of the box, but that's a, a move that I, I, I wish that they would look into. Because again, I really think you need to change the DNA of this team. And... Believe me, I know trading with Panarin, like, that will hurt in a lot of facets. I mean, look, the power play would probably take a hit, no doubt about it. But I just think they need something different. Now, I'm not, like, so, you know, all about trading Panarin. I just think it's an interesting conversation to have. And I would be open to it if it ever happened. But this is something that is very unlikely. But again, Panarin, good good for Panarin. He ends the 12-game goalless streak or drought. And the Rangers take a one nothing lead, 120 into the game. And then, to make things even better, against Vitek Vanacek, Mika Zibanejad scores his 11th goal of the season from Kreider and Truba. Three minutes in. So the Rangers, 2 nothing lead, three minutes into the hockey game. And But in my mind, I'm still thinking, all right, when are they going to blow this? And sure enough, they do. They proved me right. Sure enough that they would blow it immediately. And at 7.33, Tomas Tatar scores his six from Bratton Heeshear. And, you know, this is a goal that Igor would like to have back. You know, Tatar, you know, roofs it. Nice job by him. But Igor kind of a bit out of position, a bit slow to react. And the double score right there. And so it's 2-1. to one. And then a really bad turnover by Jacob Truba. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Truba turnovers leading to goals. It happens again. It's just, you know... Uh, Boquist steals it from Truba and ends up, you know, and, and this is also no, another one that Igor would like to have back. It's Sharon Govich, his seventh goal unassisted at 1325. Ties it up at two. So we go to the second, and it's a 2-2 hockey game. And, you know, you're hoping the Rangers can turn around. They don't. They don't. This is where the Rangers, like, they cannot stop the bleeding. It's just, they look so good at one point and really bad for long, long stretches. And really, ever since the Devils tied it up until the point where the Devils scored more goals, the second period was awful by the Rangers. Really, really bad. This is where I'm concerned about, like, what is Gallant? Like, something's not getting through to the players, and something has to change. But Jack Hughes scores 
on a, on a mini breakaway. Nice pass by Dawson Mercer. And the Devils take a 3-2 lead. So that's where Jack Hughes comes in the guard, and he is just so much better than Kako and Lafreniere. No, I mean, it's just what it is. It's just what it is. I mean, Jack Hughes, number one overall pick. The next year, Lafreniere, number one overall pick. I know that Hughes is a year ahead. And I know that Hughes is a center and whatnot, but he is so much better than Alex Lafreniere. It's not even close. People talk about Hughes versus Kako. That's not even the right conversation. It's not. Because the Rangers had the number one pick, they would have taken Hughes over Kako. They didn't. But we can compare number one overall picks a little bit. And what is Alexi Lafreniere bringing to the table exactly? W- what is he doing? I-, I thought he was awful tonight. And, that- and, that's- and that's being fair. I thought he was awful. Takes another dumb penalty in this game. Just, you know, I don't know. Like, at least with Kako, it's- he's doing the right things. I don't think that Kako's a goal scorer, and I don't think that Kako will ever explode like a number two overall pick you'd like them to. But at least like, I can give him that. Lafreniere, I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but it's been extremely disappointing. And his buddy, Keandre Miller, is not much better. Keandre Miller has not been good. I mean, that miller true pair has been a disaster. Not to mention, let's talk about the next goal. The third pair. So it's a, it's a goal by Michael McLeod, his third goal of the season from Wood and Zetterland. And 940 gives the Devils a 4-2 lead. And on this one, this was a goal that, again, Igor needed to make the initial save a little bit cleaner as for, on, the shot by, um, on the shot by Miles Wood. And Zach Jones, speaking of the, you know, the third pair, Zach Jones you know, tries to kind of swat at it, but McLeod you know, puts it in. So, you know, look, look, Zach Jones... Doesn't look like he's an NHL defenseman, and Libor Hayek isn't much, isn't much better. Again, like there's a lot of problems on that defense uh, that I'm not sure how you address it, but it's not great. It really isn't. So the Devils take a 4-2 lead right there. Then Jacob Truba takes a penalty, because why not? Interference penalty on Truba. Rangers do kill it off. Then Strocek trips former Ranger Brendan Smith, those two were teammates last year with the Carolina Hurricanes. And this was a, I don't know how the Rangers survived this one. Zibanej broke his stick. The Devils had the puck in the Rangers zone for basically the whole power play. But no, no, no goal for the Devils. Then too many men on the ice penalty on New Jersey at the end of the second. But they kill that off going into the third period. And the range, uh, Lafreniere trips Jack Hughes. Again, just a, a bad penalty by Lafreniere. I'm surprised that he, he even played after that. I thought Clint was going to bench him, but... He was in there, but Jimmy Vesey's tripped by Dawson Mercer, so end of power play. You have some four-on-four play, uh, power play for the Rangers, no goal. And then a couple more penalties by the Rangers. First, Ryan Graves interferes with Zibanejad at 9.09. Rangers don't score. And the Rangers finally do score when Tatar high-sticks Kondre Miller. It's a goal, power play goal by Vince, uh, Vinny Trocek, his eighth goal of the season from Kreider and Fox at 13-18. So Rangers showing signs of life. I still wish the power play was more effective. I still wish the power play, it wasn't all of those main guys. Like I said, like Heedle, for example, deserves more of that ice time. He really does. Uh, like, like I don't want True Bat there, don't get me wrong, and I want to limit Fox's minutes, so there's things I'd want to mix up a bit, but they're playing those top guys way too much. I just think that the distribution of minutes needs to be a little bit more even. It really does. And... Rangers had their chances. Trocek, namely, had a couple of opportunities. Unsuccessful. It's six on five. And Goodrow's on and not Heedle. I just, I understand why, but I don't like it. And, you know, eventually the Devils scored an empty net goal. It's Sharon Govich, second of the night, eighth of the season from Tatar. Devils win at 5-3. And the, the losing continues for the Rangers. Now, 
it'll be a home and home with the Ottawa Senators. You know, these are games you have to win, but with the Rangers, I, I don't know. I mean, they're capable of losing to anyone. We just saw that they lost to the Anaheim Ducks, and they can't hold leads. So first it'll be at Ottawa, then it'll be home against Ottawa, and then at, right after that, it's a back-to-back, both games at home against the Blackhawks. So on paper, I mean, these should be wins. Senators are 8-12-1. The Blackhawks are 6-11-4. Like, you got to rack up points here. You really have to. These are very winnable games, but I don't know. Uh, who knows what the hell they're going to do. So that's it. Home and home with the Senators. Then the Blackhawks back-to-back after that second Ottawa game. But again, Rangers lose to the Devils. 5-3. to three. I don't know what's going to give. Your guess is as good as mine. And it's just been a very, very disappointing start to the season for the New York Rangers.